Welcome to the Youth Voice, a podcast giving young people a voice in politics across the end of Ireland. So a bit of a different dynamic today. I'm joined by Sean Burke, who is a good friend of mine, a political activist, proud leftist. And well, it's the first birthday of the Youth Voice and I wanted to celebrate that. So what I thought we'd do is rather than me being the interviewer, who is obviously your favourite interviewer of all, I'm going to let Sean interview me because I'm always a bit uncomfortable on the other side of the camera. And well, I thought it would be it would be good to let everyone get to know me and get to know a bit more about the Youth Voice and Youth Voice NI. So without further ado, thanks for coming on, Sean, and we'll get straight into it. Happy to be here. Um, although you do just want to clarify that while you may be everyone's favourite host at the moment, by the end of this podcast, I think I will change that. Um, Probably not, though. Um, so we'll get right into it with our first question. Uh, people have sent in questions to both you and I for what I can ask. Um, so that people would ask you the questions. Um, the first question is, of course, what made you start Youth Voice? Well, a year ago, uh, I, I was told by someone that I have a lot of opinions and I should start some kind of podcast or a YouTube channel. And I had initially missed about music and that kind of thing, and I'd been doing A-level politics. And I thought, no one actually listens to young people. No one is listening. You know, I'm a young person. I've got a lot of thoughts, and I want to hold power to account. So from there, I, I tweeted at Naomi Long, saying, would she come on my podcast to kick it off as my first guest? And I did. She replied. We got it set up for this day last year. And as I wore this exact same shirt, we sat in this same place. She complimented my guitar. We did a really good interview and it didn't record. And I was sitting there quite depressed and what do I do? And I launched the blog and it was initially something like, www.youthvoice.politics.blog I think the URL was and then eventually we became www.youthvoiceni.com and it just it just grew and you know we I've held debates I've interviewed quite a lot of people that I've been interested in and this is episode 30 so yeah that's that's where it came from I just I thought we needed something young people needed it some kind of media outlet that would ask the real questions because anytime there is anything you know where it's government funded and government organized it's always a bit weak and i wanted to ask the real questions and act like a, a real media source so that's what i did well on the back of that answer um probably should have been my first question are you recording <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> better be <laughs> um well um you said that you interviewed Naomi Long there, you've interviewed lots of people. Um, who was your favourite person to interview? Oh, I think my favourite person that I talked to is probably John McDonnell, former Shadow Chancellor. It was just such a great interview and he was so lovely. And we just, we really got into some real politics. And he was someone, you know, with such a brilliant background. Mm. Probably the most interesting one I did was with Billy Hutchinson performed really well and you know a lot of the older a lot of older people listen to that like well young people were very tuned into the kind of Peter Weir ones and 
ones that Colin Eastwood people like it was a lot of adults were really interested in the fact that he took on Hutchinson who had quite an interesting past to say the least That's but I think I think it has to be John McDonnell mm. yeah um is there anyone that you would really like to interview I think Jeremy Corbyn I want to I want to interview Corbyn he, he keeps telling me no because he's so busy like I'll email his office and I'll be like, please come on. And he'll be like, I'm busy. But I want someone like Jeremy Corbyn. I'd love to do, I'd love to take on Michelle O'Neill, mm. uh, Michal Martin, Leo Bradker, really all the party leaders. I'm hopefully getting Jeffrey Dalton on soon. Uh, I think we're also getting the leader of the Lib Dems, Ed Davey, on soon. Like I'd like to, I'd like to get someone from the US as well. You know, I'd like I'd like to take the show into a more international route. Like I'd love to look at, you know, maybe someone in Spain. I've gotten really interested in the Spanish politics recently, so I'd like to do a bilingual interview there. But yeah, I'd also Linda Irvine at some point. I think we said we'd set that up. I'd really love to talk to her about Irish and you know Gaelic and the GA and all that kind of thing. So yeah, those are all the the big people that have been really interested yeah. in it. Well, at least uh, Jeremy Corbyn did ghost you or anything like that. Uh, that would have been awkward. Um, is now you say that there's lots of people there that um, you'd really like to interview, people that interest you. But is there any uh, political figures that you really look up to? Living, uh, I mean Corbyn. Corbyn mm. is definitely one. Uh, I mean, not living, but John Hume. I think every every kid in Northern Ireland should look up to John Hume. Mm. You know, peace is. The, the Good Friday agreement, the best thing to happen in this place. So, and him, I mean, he was voted the best person ever in Ireland. So, that's that's pretty good person to look up to. Uh, in journalism, Mark Carruthers of the BBC, he's just his his journalistic style is amazing. And then, I think I really like I really like Sam McBride. Different side of the political spectrum for me, but I I really a fan of him. And Owen Jones. I really like to sit down with Owen at some point. He's just, he's, he's someone I try and replicate a bit, you know, kind of the same kind of style and that kind of thing. So yeah, those are, those are, those would be them all for me. Do you ever see yourself going into politics? Ah, the dreaded question that every politics kid gets in an interview. I think every single one of us has gotten it or been asked it at some point. I've asked it myself, mm. but I don't know. Part of me kind of, would like to, you know, I'd like to go in. There's a lot of things I'd want to change, you know, and I think maybe politics, like real frontline politics would be the way to do it. But I, I hate to say at this age and be seen as some kind of careerist. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't do it for a career. I would mm. want to do it because it's something I care about and fixing and making the world a better place. So I, I'm not I'm not going to rule it out. I'm not going to say I won't do it, but I'm also not going to say it's my end goal. And, you know, if the opportunity comes up at some point and I think I can make some real change, then I think I will. Is there anyone else who's not like a politician or a journalist that you see is someone that's making real change that you'd look up to? Linda Irvine. I know I mentioned her before, but she's not a politician. Just her work in the Irish language has been has been transformative in I know it is still politics, but it's still, you know, it's it was, it was depoliticizing the Irish language and the GAA. So definitely Linda Irvine's someone. Uh 
God, he put me on the spot now. <laughs> uh, interviews are about. <laughs> I'm not used to this part of it. Oh, God, I really don't know. I think, I mean, someone that I look up to generally, like, is, um, like, I've, I've sat down with him, but Dr. Ian Cullen of Queens, I really like what he does. Mm. And just on, he does a lot of stuff on languages, and I really care about uh, other languages. Uh, mm. I really like the work Professor Colin Harvey's doing on the Bill of Rights and kind of human rights law that we're having up here. Yeah, uh, I think those are all, of them. like, uh, the, most of the people I look up to are, are journalists or you know it's 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 mm. politics you know everyone everyone i'm interested in is probably involved in politics in some way well now you're saying that this is this episode is for the first birthday of youth voice and um, so after one year of podcasting this is probably not the best question to ask you what competition would you recommend but are there any other podcasts that you do enjoy and listen to or would recommend uh, yeah, I mean, there definitely is the Beyond the I podcast. I mean, I say that as someone that's been on the Beyond the I podcast twice mm-hmm. now, but they were my first, they were the first people to ever interview me. And I've had the guys on my show twice now. So, you know, they, I, like, and I hope that I won't, I know they won't mind me saying it, but I really, I really love their podcast. Like, it's just, it's amazing. I love the work they do and all their working kind of, quantifying politics has been brilliant I love and I love their website as well uh, the Shirt Island podcast is very good it's been brilliant I again been on it uh, but I really like I, I really like the network Nile and all it's doing and just kind of about bringing t- people together about constitutional politics uh, the Red Lines podcast finally one I haven't been on uh, from Mark Ruthers at the BBC just really enjoy it uh, I think that's everything I really listen to. I mean, I listen to meditation podcasts, and there's one the semi. I think it's the semi to sleep pod. No, it's the I can't sleep podcast. Is one that I listen to at night, where he just reads in a really boring voice, reads really boring Wikipedia articles, and you know what? It was top. It was top of my Spotify Wrapped, and it puts me to sleep. So you know what? I'm a get everyone to listen to that because if you can't sleep it's gonna work yeah i'm interested in that podcast now like what sort of things does does he talk i think there was one on fencing Uh, and not like sword fighting fencing like pushing down fences okay i think there's one on doors and and, and porridge maybe wow on, on like some i think quantum physics really mental stuff that no one wants to read about yeah i having a podcast be built on the premise of being boring is really an interesting idea to, to me like having it intentionally like i know that this podcast has been doing that accidentally for last year but. <laughs> 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 um, um, but Similar to the last question, is there anything, any political TV shows you watch, like both uh, with news, but also with sort of dramas like House of Cards, that sort of thing? Uh, well, I have, I've been, I watched Scandal, which, I mean, it's, it's barely political. I mean, it's about a woman engaged in a relationship with the president. Uh, 
I have been watching House of Cards, and I know that obviously with Kevin Spacey, so I might leave that one up to people, but I have watched it. Uh, I'm hoping to watch The West Wing soon, so someone's going to have to tell me if that's good. And then political shows that I watch, I mean, as well, The View on the BBC, it's it's amazing. I love it. It's every week listening to Mark Rothers tear the bits at it. Some DUP minister, Sinn Féin minister, or any other ministers is always fun. The thick of it, it cannot beat the thick of it. It is the best political comedy ever. Uh, but yeah, I think that's I think that's all the political shows I really watch. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't think of any others. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's certainly others. There's like Yes Minister, uh, and the spin-off from that Yes Prime Minister. There's, oh, I would recommend that one personally. Um, Which also, I mean, if you want something that I've been on. Nolan Live or the top. T- I mean, I would I would actually advise watching people watching the top table on BBC One whenever it's on. It's only on very occasionally, but it's how I got my start. Really and truly, I think I was on it two months after I started this. It was back in January. It's really good because it, it does what I like to do. We're getting young people on to take on somebody political and giving young people a platform, really, which is what the, the youth voice is about. But it's it's got a bigger budget and. And, and a studio that isn't at the end of someone's bed in their bedroom. Which you mean it it's got a budget. Yeah. And it it, it doesn't have guitars in the background, but I, I mean I like the guitars. But yeah, I'd advise watching that on Nolan Live if you want a bit of political drama, I suppose. And mm-hmm. I go out to one of every so often. So yeah. you can't go wrong there. Oh, in that answer, yeah. You mentioned that you're on Nolan Live, which kind of ruined my next question which would have been what to avoid but that's grand (laughs) (laughs) now um i'm sure anyone who's watching this uh, instead of just listening to it has probably noticed although it hasn't been addressed that i am wearing a santa hat so this is because it's coming up to christmas going to go with a christmasy question is there any weird traditions that you have for christmas weird traditions yeah unusual (laughs) God, eh. I mean, I don't ever consider it Christmas until I've listened to "War Is Over" by John mm. Lennon. It's not Christmas until I until I've heard that. Mm. I, I it like it isn't. I didn't hear it until Christmas Eve last year, so that wasn't good. Oh. But it that that That's is for what, me. So you just did all your Christmas shopping that day. That be... Like I just didn't consider it Christmas. I mean, mm. I didn't. Uh, last Christmas wasn't great for me. But eh, uh, then what else? Uh, I mean, in a less weird one, all of my family every year we all get together for breakfast on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously I wouldn't because I'm underage. But drink prosecco and that kind of thing and mm-hmm. have fun. No, I wouldn't do that because I'm underage. Mm-hmm. Just for clarification. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't really think I have really mm-hmm. any weird ones. My parents insist on buying Christmas pajamas every year and making all of us get a really terrible looking photo together, despite protests. Uh, <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't think of any weird ones. But yeah, I think that's all of my Christmas traditions. I have a weird one. Every Christmas Eve, I always get a haircut. Um, I did it one year, and I was like, "This is a really good haircut." Other years, like, "Well, last Christmas Eve, I got a really good haircut. I'll try it again." And like. That Christmas, it was okay. Um, but I just stayed doing it anyway. 
so that's kind of a part of my Christmas now. Um, also, just want to mention that uh, it's 17 more years of this podcast before you're allowed to legally drink on it. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'll probably a good question to wrap up with is, well, youth is very centric to the idea of this podcast, unless you're going to be changing the name at any point. But eventually you're going to not be considered youth. So what are your plans for the podcast when you've sort of outgrown it? Are you going to pass it on to someone else? Are you going to adapt the podcast to be Dermot voice or something? <laughs> or is it just going to be the end of it? I, I've often been asked this by people and I've often wondered it myself. Like it's something I've, it's like a real shower thought at 3am kind of thing. And Are you having showers at 3am? Don't judge when I shower. But I, I really don't know. I mean, I think if someone came along and I just thought, yes, that's, that's who I want to be my successor. That's who I want to pass the podcast on to. Then yeah, I think I'd have to. There's no way I could, I could just, you know, let let it die. Like this is this has been my passion project for the last year, and I've got a solid two or three years left. I think I'm only seventeen. Twenty is still young, uh, but I think anyone over the age of twenty is now crying. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of being old, but but like I don't I don't think I'm going to be mid twenties voice or like oh. 30 year old voice like at that like one of the reasons i founded the podcast was because young because people at 16 and 17 can't vote mm. and when you can't vote politicians don't listen to you mm -hmm. so if they don't really make an effort they make an effort in inverted commas for those that couldn't see my air quotes but like i like i formed the podcast to give young people a platform and to make sure that power was held to account by young people but because why couldn't do that through voting? So I don't I don't think there would be much cause for me carrying it on much further than that. Like I'll probably form some kind of political podcast at some point or try and get some kind of real show, like not out of my bedroom. Mm. But I don't I, I, I don't know if I'd carry it on. I don't think I'd want to let it die. It is, it's something I've cared about so much and it's, I've really, really worked at it and it has cost blood, sweat and tears and quite a lot of the money on my bank account. So I, I really don't know. I, I would never want to let it go because I, I just really, I really care about it and it's something so important to me. So I, I'll never say never to a successor because if someone came along and I just thought you have everything I want, you are the presenter and someone was dedicated then absolutely i'd pass it on but if not i, I like I, I don't think i'd change the name i don't think i'd want mid-20s voice i don't think that really sounds particularly interesting have the same ring to it no it doesn't well welcome to mid-20s voice <laughs> like, i just don't think that works mm -hmm. but i don't know that's that is for whoever my potential successor is to, to decide if they come along and they really want to. So I will leave that one up in the air for now. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Um, 
I'm sure anyone who's looking forward to mid-20s voice is going to be disappointed with that answer. Um, but for those of you who now um, wanted a podcast in their mid-20s, that's also an opportunity. So, Yeah, I've left the market open to any of you there. Mm. But I suppose thank you very much, Sean, for coming on and agreeing to interview me. I'm taking the reins back now. Uh, as always, to everyone listening, I know I said it on the episode with Rachel yesterday, but again, thank you all so much for the support. This has been the best year of my life. It has just been so fun to get to know everyone that has supported us. It's been amazing. It's been an amazing opportunity, and I couldn't have done with this without the support of everyone. All of the debates I had, everything that we've done so far, the website, every like it couldn't have been done without the support we have, without our listeners, without our readers, and that's all of you. So thank you. Uh, you can, as always, read our blog at youthvoiceni.com. You can follow us on Instagram at youthvoice underscore ni or catch us on Twitter at youthvoiceni. I'm, you know what, I'm the guest, so I'm going to shout out my socials now for the first time ever. So you can catch me at DML2004 on everything. Uh, but yeah, to the next year, I there's a lot I want to do. I want to get more debates going, more discussions. There's a lot we're going to do over the next year, and it, it's going to be great. So if you want to get involved, please, please, please reach out. Let us know what you want to see. If, if you have any feedback, drop it in the comments, drop me a message, drop us a tweet, do anything at all. But as always, I've been your host, Dermot Hamill. Well, I've been your, your guest and host of the last year. Sean has been Sean. And thank you very much. And we'll see you all next time. <laughs>